Hello everyone and welcome to the Liverpool Connection podcast. I'm Daz, I've got Steve with me and we are the Liverpool Connection. And um, I'm very, very happy that uh, we've got a special guest today. Um, we've actually been waiting for him uh, for a while and I'm glad he's come on. It's uh, Mr. Peter Carney, who uh, in my book is the best banner maker ever, ever, hands down. Hands down, and he also uh, does soccer in the city tours. So, hiya, Peter. How are you, mate? Hiya, Taz. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. That's uh, it's uh, it's heartwarming to hear someone say that. You know, that work hard at banners, um, and then it's funny to say about the tour because things seem to have shifted. The tour is. Um, come unstuck because of it's you know it, it's a live uh, interactive you know happening between people um, but during this lockdown I've spent a lot of time on banners and I, I feel like I've proper developed my craft although you know yeah so I, I appreciate you saying that thank you very much ah, you're welcome um, let, let's start from the beginning Um we we usually ask, you know, uh, why why Liverpool football team? You know, uh, obviously you're from Liverpool, so obviously you, you can only support two teams, and you know you went you went with the red side, which is good. Um, so when 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 was your first experience like at Anfield? My first experience at Anfield was preschool. My dad used to take me and put me on his shoulders. Um. I've got two older brothers, and I presume that they had the same experience. Um, my dad worked in a... We, we, we grew up in Kirby, about to, where the training headquarters is going. And it's about five miles from the ground. And my dad collected the glasses in the pub. Last orders was three o'clock. Well, the last round of collecting the glasses, he'd then come out and we'd be waiting outside for him, get on the next bus down to Everton Valley and get on another bus up to the ground from there. On a good day, for me, on a good day, we'd get in the ground at the half-time gate, so we'd pay half price to go through the turnstile. On a bad day for me, but good for my dad, we'd run late and miss the half-time gate and go through the exit gates when they were open for people to come out. We used to call it three-quarter time. So we'd go, in the, uh, we'd go in the exit gate when they were open for people to come out because she didn't pay for that, which was good for me. That's another pint in his pocket. Um, yeah, so that was me. That, that was my first uh, uh, experiences of the match. We used to stand in what I now, I've renamed a part of the ground, Trent Corner. And that's where, um, I mean, everyone knows where Trent Corner is without, you know, me explaining. Um, and that, that's where we'd stand in the, in the corner there and I'd be sat on my dad's shoulders, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy because it reminds me, you know, my granddad used to take me and did the same <laughs> thing. I'd sit on his shoulders and I, I, yeah. I, I tell the story of like, you know, when he needed to, you know, go take a whiz. Uh, yeah, he'd put me on somebody else's shoulders until my granddad yeah. got back. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even yeah. know who they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. you know, yeah. that's that's yeah. the that's the fans yeah. back then. You know, they help each other out. Well, that, that, that was the way of it. Yeah, my granddad um, and my dad. At one time, there was um, there was three generations of the family and two branches of the last generation who were Saint John ambulance men at the match. 
Uh, and my dad went through spells of going to match as a St. John Ambulance man. My granddad done it for donkey's years. He, he ended up, he was in the St. John Ambulance Brigade for uh, 40 years. And for those that don't know, the St. John Ambulance Brigade is the paramedic service at the ground, which was done on a voluntary basis and still is now. They still have them uh, in the ground. But he's done it for 40 years and, and ended up being awarded a, like the Brother of St. John Award, you know, with a cloak on and all that, like, you know what I mean? But yeah, so even before my dad, you know, my granddad was going to, to the match, yeah. So, uh, so, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I thought, Steve, I thought you were going to jump in. Um, oh, I could, ju- I could jump in whenever you want me to. <laughs> jump, jump in and jump out. Um, so, Peter, what, what does uh, Liverpool Football Club mean to you? Everything. <laughs> Just, you know... Well, yeah, you know, the, 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 like, the, you know, the, the um, my, my my calendar, my cloth, my everything revolves around. Everything is set by it. You know, we make no plans. And funnily enough, Tina's booked uh, me. I'm going on the Royal Live Build just to make a liar out of myself. I'm going on the Royal Live Building tour next week at um, half past four, Charity Shield Day. Seeing a boot it by mistake, so and that's the time the game's kicking off. I'm just going to go along with it. You know, Charity Shield is, uh, you know, and, and I wanted to take my bus down to Kingsbury. We go to Kingsbury for Wembley. But, yeah, it just means everything. You know, everything is set around that. When the television times change, um, excuse me, then ask, we set our schedule for the away matches for the bus. And, and then, you know, that'll be the end of the season. I thought within four weeks of of the game happening. Um, and so everything is set around that, you know, um, like Boxing Day was in Houston this year. Um, we were away at Leicester. Um, so, you know, our, our Boxing Day was set around, you know, going to Leicester for the game, which was a, a, a cracker like. Yeah, but it, 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 it does, it means everything. I, I can't imagine, you know, uh, it not being part of my life. And, and it, I find it really hard um, this, you know, not being, and, and I'm the best. I've been in the ground a dozen times since lockdown. No, half a dozen times since lockdown, um, which is half a dozen more than 99.99999% of people who, who, who go the match every week. You know, um, but, I, you know, it, it just leaves me uneasy. Yeah, but it, it, you know, it means everything. It's part of my life. It, it, it's got to be weird, though, you know, being at Anfield and, like, you know, again, no atmosphere, you know. Well, it's not a match day. A match day is special anyway. You go in that ground at any time during match day and it's special. There's a tingle. Um, I've been in that ground hours before kickoff um, on a match day and there's a tingle about it. There's, you know, it's special. I say, you know, one of the things I say in my tour is um, I don't go to watch a football match. I go to participate in an event. And and I do, you know, I genuinely feel that I play a part in the shouting and screaming at the players. And, and from there, you know, to and hopefully it's all positive. I know it's all positive. I don't say anything negative out loud. Uh, certainly not in the ground to the Liverpool supporters. But when you go in the ground on other days, it's special. And this year, I had a, um, a really 
special experience about it with the Hillsborough Memorial banner because the lockdown had come up a couple of weeks before the plans I had for the uh, for the banners to do with the service being in the ground um, had to change and, and you literally had to take it as it can come, you know, what's going to happen. Anyway, the week before I asked the club to um, to could I put the Hillsborough Memorial banner in the grounds uh, and uh, and they they said yeah where do you want to put it and and I told them I wanted it in the space between the steps of the car and the skies of this earth and that's where it went and and you know to see that honestly it was the first of half a dozen meltdowns I've had since lockdown and and I literally I just crumbled. I mean, legs went, my stomach went, and so that was that was something else to behold. Um, and then the invitation to take the banners in and decorate the cop. Um, we went in three days running um, in the week before. I think the game was on a Wednesday, and we went in like ten days before, and I went in three days running. I was literally on my back under the cover of the, that's on the seats. I was on my back. Someone was passing a thread through the, the cover to, and I was threading it and then passing it back through. And I was crawling along the rows of seats under the cover at one point. Um, that was really hard work. But, you know, to, to look at it, to see it, and, mm-hmm. and what it is. Yeah, it, know, look, it looks amazing. You know, yeah. with 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 no fans in the stadium, though, I I really do think that you know that the doing it in the cop was very significant. You know, yeah, they yeah. Of- and, and they put themselves out for that. Um, all credit to Liverpool Football Club because they put themselves out and they said to the authorities, the Premier League, and what have you, the the you know the, you're not putting anything on the cop. And as it turns out, we had some, you know, to and fro about how we were doing things and and uh, getting banners in for the last game and stuff. Um, and and they were they weren't very forthcoming about uh, what we could do and what have you. And and it turns out, of course, they had the podium on the, the thing which they couldn't reveal and what have you, you know. And and that's part of the tension that you have with working with the club because it's a working environment. They've got this uh, whole loads of um, biosecurity measures anyway. Um, we actually spent three weeks uh, designing a system whereby we could display the flags on the cop so that they were at right angles, so that they were facing the cop, not lay on the thing. When we went in the grounds, the discussion only lasted five minutes. They said, no, they're going on there and there's nothing else coming in. But I, I, me and two fellas... It's a patented flag system that we've adapted, and I've adapted it again for when they go in with spaces between people. I've actually got a flag system ready to go so the flags can be shown face on to to the um, thing, but it depends on the distance with sheets and stuff like that. Um, so we do, you know, you just have to adapt, but all credit to the club because, I, I, you know, that's the best way of doing it. It's the best representation of fans without seeing a fan. You know, um, and I, I don't know, um, yeah, so, you know, all credit to them. And it's a case of working with them to, to do that. There's a new thing coming about fireproof and, uh, banners and stuff like that. Of course, they had to have that, right, because of the fireworks. Mm-hmm. And, and it created me some real problems. 
fact, I'm just looking at a banner now that should have been in there. Um, I wasn't on it, you know, I'm just working on it now, and it'll be in for the first game, first game back, yeah. Yeah, um, we, we had Mark McVeigh on from the Owen McVeigh Foundation. Oh, Mark, yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark is yeah, sound. Um, yeah. On, on the club, you know, he didn't even know they were going to do that, uh, yeah. you know, for, yeah. for Owen. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that, that's Liverpool football club through and through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? I, I, I can honestly say, like, I've never been so close to Liverpool Football Club as I am now. And, you know, I always consider myself to be an outsider in when it comes to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have my run-ins with them and that. Like, you know, the, 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 the tour is one of them and it still burns at my head the way he carries on over that. But um, I've never been so close. I've never felt so much a part of, of Liverpool Football Club um, as I do. And I actually got... Um, I got asked to do a, like a TikTok film for Catherine's doing a thing in October um, and a new campaign. And I've got to do this TikTok thing where you get thrown a bar of chocolate and then throw it onto someone else. And it's with Firmino and Fabinho. So I had to get the banner out of the ground, the Brazilian Brilliance banner out of the ground to put on the washing line in the back. Um, I mean, you can refuse to make a film with your favourite footballers, you know, whether they, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and that, that, that's an honour, isn't it? It's literally an honour. It was the, the email from the club who said the first person I thought of was you. Fabinho, Fabinho, you know, definitely having some of that. Did, did yeah, you get to keep the bar of chocolate? They're well gone. The flake is still in the fridge. <laughs> and yeah, we got we got a few bars of chocolate, about half a dozen, and me, Tina, and Tom's on it in the back, which is really good because you know we had a laugh. Like it's one of the highlights of the summer. And Tina's throwing the ball, and Tom's doing the filming. You know, so we we had a good laugh about it. Like there's about honestly about fifty takes. He won about five shots, and there's about fifty takes. I just sent them all. You know, on WhatsApp, and you can. You know, work through it like. Uh, and the other thing that, that, that has happened recently and that has been really significant for me is the window for Nike. I've done the banners for, for Nike for the uh, kit launch in Liverpool One. And that, you know, three banners uh, says Campione Liverpool, and down the middle is a, a stripe of stars. Um, representing the league trophies and the uh, European trophies. It's like a Christmas banner. It's just a load of stars down the middle. And that was, you know, that's a, um, that, you know, it, it, it's a commercial job. Um, I mean, I put the commercial time into it, like, uh, but to be asked to do that, when, when, I, when I come to do it, they have a thing called a deck, and it's a book, about 25 A4 pages, and it's how these people are going to dress the shop um, on each, you know, each page. Everything is measured by the millimetre. Now, I usually argue about whether to do it in centimetres or inches, you know what I mean? That, that, that's as accurate as I get. But everything on this thing was was about millimetres. And, and anyway, I went in, 10 o'clock I went, went down there. And um, when I got back to my car, 
it was five the five o'clock news in the morning was coming on, and I watched them dress this shop with the new kit and all the little scarves and little figures and, and, and what have you in this, what they call the engage area. When they said it's the engage area, I thought they meant where you go and try the shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's meant to be like, you know, a feel-good factor, dressing it like somebody's dressing room, somebody's bedroom or, you know, or your man cave or it's a bit like that. Yeah, and I watched them doing that. It was dead interesting, like, you know. And then when we come down to do the window, I insisted on being there to see it because it's, you know, it's the ultimate accolade to, you know, to make banners for, for a commercial company like Nike, uh, you know. Anyway, while I'm hovering around watching this fella putting these stripes on the window I found this 25 page book and I'm looking at it and it's telling you where everything goes and how it should be set out and the first page of it was about me it was about my banners being in the window um, and attracting people to, to and I went oh my god and then inside that is a picture of my banners they asked me for sketches when, I, when they first asked me he asked me for sketches. I don't do sketches. You know what I mean? And I don't, you know, I'll do a basic draw literally with a pencil. I've got that way where I'm doing it more and more, you know. And I said, yeah, and, and I literally got these where these ones were long. And, and I've got the word Campione. I wanted to write Campione, 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 Liverpool. Right? So there's going to be four banners. And, um, and I've literally got hand-drawn stars on this thing, and it's got the measurements of each star, say, 25 centimetres, and then the gap, two centimetres, and then I've gone 25 multiplied by eight plus seven multiplied by two. You know what I mean? And that was my sketch. And I, and I said, look, I haven't got a sketch. And I sent it a picture over to this shit. Oh, oh, all right. Well, when the brief changed... He then sent me uh, another thing. He said, oh, well, that's not what we want. Now, what we want is this. I'd already had clock made up because the time was pushing. You know what I mean? I actually had the clock made up. And so, oh, you know, that's a waste of time. I'm going to have to break that up again now. So um, when they changed the brief, I, um, I, I said, right, I'll, I'll do this properly. And I literally, uh, you know, done a scale drawer. And I'd had a meltdown over the bus. I took, put the bus into the, um, to the IV code, the people who, you know, make the bus. And he come back with three parts, would cost me three grand. Um, and I just said, oh, fuck, you know, I thought my bus was finished, wiped out, you know what I mean? Um, I thought, right, I've got to get on with something. So I got on with this job for the, the banners, doing the sketch for them. And, and I had the scale all wrong. I had it right on the horizontal and wrong on the ground. You know, anyway, it spent the time. And I'd done it together. But I'd done it in such a way, like, uh, that I just highlighted a little bit of it to show the colours, you know, around the letters and what have you. And I sent it off to him. And when I come to go in the shop and I'm looking at this deck, there's a picture of these three banners, a mock, a virtual picture of these three banners in the window with mannequins, placements organised, these two pictures in and all that. And my banners were taken, the picture of my banners in this, were taken from the mock that I'd made. I understood then why she wanted the sketch in the first place. You know what I mean? I thought I was just being nice and proven, you know, I knew what I was doing, you know what I mean? Because the placement of the stars, if you look, you know, we've got 18 league championships and six uh, thingy. 
uh, European Cups and one star for the World Club Cup. So I had six groups of three between seven stars, but one of them had to have four stars in. And on the sketch, the four stars were below the World Club Cup one, whereas on the actual banner, they're on the bottom. So it's out of the way, it doesn't look out of sync, you know what I mean? And that's how I, you know, worked it out. Like, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I put a lot of time into it and it was so precise. Um, I had to get the, I had cloth made up for the banners in the first place. I had to change them. And then when I come to do them, I could see that they were out. And I, the woman who does me sewing, she had to do an extra day's work on the Saturday to get it spot on. But when the banners come to go up in the thingy, sure enough, Half a centimetre was hanging over on one of the banners, and the woman in charge said, Oh, I'm going to have to short that out as well. I'm going to have to short that out as well. Because where I put drawing pins in the top of the Liverpool banner, between the drawing pins, it had risen by half a centimetre. And we didn't, we had to scrounge the drawing pins out of the office of the shop. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so there's a little uh, run through of what, you know, how you come to make banners. Yeah. You're not stealing your your wife's curtains, are you? No, no, no. I once had a set of curtains from a bingo hall in Kirby um, <laughs> that, that we never used. You know what I done when I first locked down? One of the things I done was uh, I made a bed sheet banner, and it's actually on the cop now. I don't know whether you've seen the tribute to the steward who died, Paul. Paul, I think it was Paul Kelly, was it? Um, forgive me if I've got a surname wrong. Uh, and they asked us to do um, to do some banners on the cut on the fence of the cop because uh, they were going round the ground before they went to the camp. And so we took some of our banners from the match. Like we had to get in the ground to get the um, the copite banner. They particularly wanted that because it was a favourite of his. And what we done was we dressed the fence with the banners and the gate at flagpole corner I'd made a flag for the fella and it had on the flag Liverpool YNWA and six stars but it was too small so I had to make a bigger one so the one that was left uh, we put black stripes on it from you know for the morning of this fella and we put that under the flag Liverpool champions with all these stars it's written in the stars that's the idea. And this big one I was talking about, I'm sitting here looking at, that's the same thing. In between the stars, it's going to have Liverpool champions, because it's written in the stars, um, with all the dates on each star. So this bedsheet banner that I made, I was just going back to basics and trying to keep myself busy, you know. And uh, so literally went and bought a bedsheet, cost me a fiver or something, and I made this banner. I made the letters up myself and uh, and what else. And I was made up with it, but I had the dates on it, you know, and it proper looks, um, it looks old because it's like an off-white, you know what I mean? And because I put the red straight on it, it's not like the red in your painting behind you or the red of that banner there it's like it, um, it's heading towards maroon sort of red you know what I mean and it, it proper it looks what do you say retro without being retro you know what I mean so each uh, star has got a date in well at that time we didn't know whether they were going back into play so the last star on the right hand side has got a space in it and it's still got a space in it because that banner is in the cop yeah, but it was great. Yeah, and you know, with that exercise, you know, I've done this thing for the BBC. There's a programme coming out on the BBC in October called Craftivism. Um, and, and it's about what they call the, the, the gentle art of protest. 
So people who have particular skills, you know, you might be a potter and you uh, you make pottery with the CNG symbol on or, you know, that type of thing. Um, and it, 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 on your side of the pond, look out for a, a project called uh, Little Tiny Pricks Project. And it's people who are making little embroidered um, things. Tiny Pricks. Tiny, tiny pricks project. Oh, tiny pricks. Yeah, yeah. The, in with a needle. Yeah, well, that, that's Daza's nickname on the soccer field. So, cheeky <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> bugger. Different context. Yeah. yeah so the, it's this idea, this thing that they're doing on the BBC is is this similar idea. I've just come across this tiny pricks thing um, online, and. The idea is that people uh, use their skills to uh, make protests or what have you, and they're picking up on my Hillsborough banners. And I said, to them, you know, my Hillsborough banners were not made as a protest. They were made as a memorial. They were made as a comfort, uh, you know, what have you. But they come to symbolise protest um, and what have you, because they were so often seen um, uh, uh, round and about, you know. But when I done the program, um, I wanted to do something in front of them, you know, um, that was to show the craft of it. So, um, so with it being on the BBC, I thought I've got to do a blue banner because it'll be a blue Peter banner. You know, there's one I made earlier, and I use a lot of sanity, but as they say on Blue Pizza, this means nothing to you, but I think Daz will get on what I'm talking about. Um, and the Blue Pizza uh, kids program, you should always make something every week. And when they used sellotape, they talked about sticky back plaster. So they wouldn't use the word sellotape because it was a trade name. Every time you use sellotape, you say, oh, and we put some sticky back plastic. And I always say to people, you know, I, I'm not a skilled man, but I'm a master of sellotape <laughs> because I use sellotape a lot in, the, in my thing. So that's worth watching out for as well. Hey, Peter, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, thank you, first of all, for coming on to the show. I mean, you're for me personally, after Betsy Ross, who was the, maker of the first United States flag. You're the second best banner maker of all time, right? So <laughs> I wanted to add, add so the, um, well, you, you might know, be it, ushering in a new era, you know, because I'm yeah. literally, I, I, this week I, I'm going to speak to people about changing my website because yeah. I've added in the pipeline for about nine months to change the website um, to better reflect the tour. If you yeah. look at my website, it's absolutely garbage. No, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we get the word out about the tour, but I wanted to go back to, because yeah. it's funny because, you know, I've, I've been to Anfield a few times and the first couple of times I did not sit in the cop, but, you know, I think everybody wants to go to the cop, but I think the advantage of not being in the cop is that you get to see the banners and the flags flying because when you're in the cop, you don't really get to have that viewpoint. Right. So it's been it's, it's, to be able to just sit there on a European night and look at the cop end and seeing the banners and flags flying around. It's excellent. And so on behalf of everybody, that's a Liverpool fan worldwide, when they have, to, when they can't get to Anfield, but they see, the flags and banners. I mean, we yeah. appreciate all the work that Thank you put you. through and it's, it, I mean, there's a reason why people want to go uh, to Anfield to play a game. There's a reason why people want to go and be part of this team. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's just, you know, 
I commend you and and uh, respect all the work that you've done. But tell us really how you you started doing this. I mean, you've you've told us a lot of um, current events that you've done. Um, tell us how this really started that you decided, hey, I'm going to be this banner maker. I'm going to start putting things in the in the cop. The first banner I, I made um, I, was the day Liverpool played Leicester in the FA Cup semi-final in 1974. Mm-hmm. And on the Saturday, I'd been at Old Trafford for the first game. They drew nil-nil. And Reds run won the national that day for the second time of three. And, excuse me, we... Uh, we were listening to the match on the radio, so of course we had to borrow the radio. So we borrowed the radio, our radio, um, and we parked ourselves out the back of, of, of our house, me and a couple of friends. I know uh, Stephen Smith was there, he was one friend, but I can't, I think there was other people there, but I couldn't put any other names to it. And it was just a case of keeping ourselves busy while, you know, while we were waiting for the match to come on, and, and then when we were listening to the match, and um, and I, I made it literally with a ruler and pencil and brick paint, uh, a bed sheet. And that's what I was saying to you before, go back to basics. Mm. I made the letter look myself, the shape and size of the letter and myself. And that's exactly what I've done earlier on this year. Uh, I worked out a letter and system on an A4 page, et cetera, et cetera. But back then, uh, I only wanted three letters, LFC. And of course, LFC is easily um, uh, squared up. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've done, and, and you know, and it worked on, on on the banner. And I was a bit of a nuisance as a as a graffiti artist. My nickname as a kid was Wacker. <laughs> and um, when um, uh, they had a row of uh, a row of flats, uh, six block six flats in a block, so you go in the main door, and then there was a flat either side, and then on the first floor there's a flat either side, and then up to the flat either side. And they emptied these these flats when I was a kid. And uh, so, of course, you know, being kids, like, you're messing around. They used to call them, I don't know where you're from, Daz, but um, down in town, in, 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 the, in the city centre, they call them bombsies, you know, derelict flats. And, and you'd spend days on end, you know, one day after another, you make a den in the bombie, you know. And then this is what we were doing, you know, uh, making dens in these uh, empty flats. And we got into the roof one day. They were building a motorway at the other, facing these flats. They were building a motorway that was running across the, the view of these flats at the other end of the field between our, the fields that we grew up playing football on. At the end of that field, 150 yards from our house, was a golf course. Well, on the edge of the golf course, they built this motorway. So we get into the loft of the um, of the uh, empty flats and I took the slate out of the roof so that it read whack. <laughs> goes into school the next week and uh, one of the PE teachers gives a sermon about um, about driving into um, into work this day and looking to his left and seeing this roof with the word whack. <laughs> if only people would put their good talents to good use, well, you know, 55 years later, and that, that's what I'm still doing. <laughs> did, did you have, um, when you made that first banner, was there any um, pushback for you bringing it into the into the stadium and, and 
and presenting it? The only time I can remember taking that banner to a match was the 1974 FA Cup final. And my ticket was for the lower section of the Liverpool part of Wembley Stadium. But I couldn't see. I didn't have a, I didn't have a pole for it or nothing like that. And, and everywhere I went, you remember, I was, I was 15. The game was on May the 4th. I was 15 on May the 1st. And I'm, I'm not the biggest guy in the street anyway uh, and I really struggled to see I was on my own my brother had gone to London with me um, but he didn't have a ticket he stayed in the car park um, and, and I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a good view and I ended up literally on the wall at the back of the stadium lay on this banner on my stomach watching the thing I don't remember an issue about about taking the, the banner uh, in um, and I literally lay on this flag watching the, the game and it was like watching you know when you get them views I mean I don't know if you've been at the back of the Anfield Road mm-hmm. but you have to you know the, you're looking at the game and you've got that the, the roof in your eye line you know mm-hmm. it, it's a bit like that well I had that and also the clouds in my eye line as well like you know I could just make out the pitch and when the roof come down and, and I was laying on, on, on this flag yeah a couple of years later we went to Wolverhampton and we had a Union Jack which I mean, it's probably like a fisherman story. I, I, I remember this Union Jack as being 40 foot long. Um, every time I say it, I think, 40 foot, that's some flag that... Uh, it obviously come off a ship in its history, you know. Who else would have a 40 yeah. foot flag? Either that or the flagpole of St. George's or... And I, I couldn't even tell you where, where we got it from. It had Liverpool written across the middle of this... Union Jack. And when we went to Wolverhampton for the uh, the title decided in 1976, of course, there was that many turns up. The gates ended up going in. The, the gates literally buckled at the bottom and people crawled under the gates. They never knocked the gates down. The bottom hinge broke. I wasn't there, but I seen it. Um, and and, and the, the two hinges like that and the bottom broke like that. Well, the, where the lock is here... That's where it was swiveling, you know what I mean? The top hinge was, was, was still on. Um, but we got in round the back by throwing this flag up to people who were already in the ground. There was a, a pathway adjacent to the perimeter wall of the ground. And on the other side of the pathway was a school. So the flag was dropped from the wall of the ground and you had to jump off the wall from the school, grab hold of the flag, and then the two fellas at the top of the wall inside the ground would pull you up with the flag and get you into the ground. <laughs> and that's how we got into the ground when Liverpool won the league in Wolves 76, yeah. I don't remember if Stu was asking us if we had a fireproof certificate, to be honest. Well, I mean, it, you, you've... You've, you know, you started with that one flag and now it's, it's, there's multiple flags. How many flags per game or, or banners are you putting out in the cup end? Do, do we put out, we have, we have half a dozen regulars. Um, yeah, again, I believe us. Uh, we are the famous Coppites. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of German flags. There's a portrait of uh, Jürgen Klopp that was meant to go on, you're going to believe us, but the artist put it on heavy canvas. Mm-hmm. And that is meant to be, that is going to be um, a banner in its own right. He, he's done another portrait on the back of that canvas. So when we were talking before, you were asking about, you know, saying how much you appreciate seeing the cop mm-hmm. from uh, from outside the ground. Well, you're going to believe us. I have different ways of making banners. I have a, a, what I call a two-faced banners. 
or, or double-breasted banners. Mm-hmm. And what they are are uh, banners that have a painting on both sides. Mm-hmm. So you're going to believe it's on the back of that. Okay. It's European Cups. There's okay. room for 10. So it's got room to grow. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and the six European Cups. And one of the things about that, them double-breasted banners, is that then the people who are in the cup can see it as well. I'm conscious that, you know, that some people are not happy and people complained about the trend corner flag that I made, that they wouldn't be able to see the subs warming up because this flag would be in, in this island. They're just that and soft, you know, they're just... Uh, you can't please all the people all the time. And this banner that I'm looking at here, it's what I call a Star Spangled banner. Um, it's written in the stars. This is going to say exactly the same on the front as it does on the back. Yeah. So when you see it from the front of the pitch, from uh, on the cup, you'll see it won't be the same because the, the top row of um, uh, lettering is going to say Liverpool and the bottom row champions on one side and on the other side it's going to have champions on the top and Liverpool on the bottom so what I'll do is that each week we'll alternate which one is going that's going to replace you again I believe is when we go back in mm-hmm. and what I'm going to do what we're going to do is we're going to uh, show one side to the ground one week and then the other side to the ground the other week and hopefully people will pick up on the fact that it's a double sided banner you know and, and technically it's really hard work I never realised the the, the, the the difficulty that is if you look at we are the famous copites when you look at the uh, cop it's right next to the goal as you look at the goal it would be to the right of the goal it says we are the famous copites mm-hmm. and if you've seen the back of that that's a flipping flag because on the back of that it says we are the men from the Anfield spy and cop Mm. But the way you would see that is by flipping the top over the bottom. So that's what I call a flipping flag. If you look at um, the Brazilian brilliance, Brazilian brilliance is a flag. It only has a pocket on one side. It, it's a parody of the Brazilian flag with the yellow diamonds on and the name of the players across the middle rather than the, what is it that they have on the Brazilian flag? That that's a, that that's an ordinary flag, yeah. So you know, normally each match day we have about half a dozen uh, banners uh, in the grounds. Uh, things are changing because of this thing about the fireproof, and things are changing. Um, like uh, they, they're going to insist on any banner over two meters by one meter will have to have a fireproof certificate. Um, there's a cost to these things. I've asked them, will they pay for this um, Star Spangled banner to be in when they start playing again in the ground? They haven't answered me yet, um, but I'm hoping that they will. If they don't, then I'm going to have to pay out for it. But, you know, as a group, we've got to we've got to uh, get smart, to be honest with you. Um, our banners are not the mo- most seen in the ground because of where we are, mm-hmm. we're to the right of the cop. It's awkward for the television cameras because they're on that side. If they take a, a picture of that, the angle they have, it's not very good. The only way you see them is you see Klopp on the touchline and what have you. There's some great views with Klopp on the touchline during lockdown. And in the background, you can see the Shankly banner from the last match of Standing Cop. And at the bottom of that, it says the Cop spirit survives. The top script says all round the ground. Mm-hmm. On the bottom script, the original script, it says the cop spirit survives. 
the original colouring of that was yellow, but it doesn't work very well against the red. Yeah. So in time, I can't even remember when I done it, but in time I changed it to white, and you can see it dead stark behind uh, behind Klopp. So you know, I mean, what we what we try and do is we aim at it's aimed at the players. It's it's meant to for them to come out and see this colours to realise you know we're we're putting a bit of time and effort into helping them to play better and and, and do well. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it gets on the telly, and that then all well and good. People feel feel better about yeah. it. You know, when, yeah. uh, whether you're watching on the telly or. You know, you, you, you're doing it in the ground, yeah. Yeah, so, it, de- it definitely adds a great atmosphere to to us watching the games, you know, from here and just seeing that the the banners and all that. But um, but I want to um, kind of transition to your soccer in the city tours. But before we get there, I have a couple questions from some regular listeners. Uh, Julian Lane. Oh, yeah. He, he yeah. wants me to ask you if, if you still had the Bobby Firmino boot. Yeah, yeah, I've got two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. From the the the, the, the um, it's a um, it's a relic. It's yeah. not a, it's it's not a boot. It's a relic. Yeah, it's a religious relic. Yeah. 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 And then um, and then uh, Blair Barnett, he wants to know, um, let's see how getting the banners in the cop for the final matches of the season went down. Did the club ask them, or did they go with the club idea? So there is uh, one. No, I asked them. Uh, okay. I made the point when the um, uh, when the Hillsborough Memorial banner went in there. Um, yeah, I made the point then, and then I followed it up with an email, and obviously other people have done that. But again, where our group is very loose, and you know. Um, uh, we're not organised, disciplined, focused. You know, we, we just do our thing. I'm the fruitcake, and the rest of them are the, you know, the the the, uh, the cream, if you like. Um, and we need to get sharp about it. You know, uh, and 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 I think that we we need to have a formal relationship as a group of people. There's more and more people. You know, to have a banner now, everybody's got a banner. You know, everybody's got their own banner, you know. Um, and I cursed that BBC programme. Um, somebody, they, they asked me, you know, in, in the interview for this, she said, um, so what's, what, you know, what, what's your favourite banner? What's the best banner? And I come up with a diplomatic answer, you know. Oh, eh, there's a banner for everyone, you know. There's all kinds of different styles of banner. But thinking about it later on, I thought, no, the best banner is the banner you make yourself. You know what I mean? It's easy to go out. Honestly, I, I, I encourage anyone and everyone to go out and make your own banner. Go through the process of working out how you can space a piece of cloth, how you can make a piece of art. There's a magic about this. There's a creation to it. I used to love the... Um, so did, anyway, the short answer to your thing is there's a, a, a loose um, dialogue with the club. Yeah. Um, and... And I think that it's getting that way that it's going to become formalized now. Yeah. You know, it's funny you're saying like make your own banner. When we had the uh, Champions League final against Real Madrid, um, we had probably six or seven. We, we called out and asked 
our supporters club, but make some banners. And we had some great banners made. I mean, Mark Johnson, who we've referenced before, and he made a banner that's 13 foot tall by I think 26 foot wide, you know, around a water tank. And it's, <sighs> and it was just amazing. You know, when, yeah. and it's like, yeah. when we put well, it up well for, the, for the, yeah, yeah. Well, well done. everybody who made a banner because, yeah. you know, honestly, there's, there's a real magic. There's a real joy about, um, uh, about making a banner. And that's what has, you know, been so warm and uh, so useful to me. Is, is that in the first place when the, the, the big shift was when I made the Hillsborough Memorial banner the week after the disaster. Now, remember on the Saturday, you know, when I think back about it and I think to myself, you know, I was left for dead on the terrace. I was literally carried out unconscious after going through a near death experience. And I always describe it as the what happens was the Hillsborough turned me inside out, upside down, and back to front. Mm-hmm. And in that um, thing, in, in the immediate aftermath of that, I made the Hillsborough Memorial Banner, which was a translation of the idea I had to make a banner for the centenary of the cop. And, you know, because, it, it, you know, it, but but to make that there and then, and then the way that that's gone, you know, at that time, that was like a comfort blanket to me. And, and I was like uh, using that, to help me, you know, I was like wrapping myself up in it metaphorically and um, promised to show it around the city and stuff like that to keep a name, the names and alive of those who were killed, the names and memory of those who were killed alive. And that was a comfort to me because in a way, I suppose what, what, what I was saying was that, you know, um, I'm not dead. In fact, I went back for the banner and my logic was I survived, so the banner survives. You know, so in carrying this banner, you know, what I'm saying metaphorically is, you know, I'm not dead, but these people are, you know. Um, thing is, so all, all power to everyone. There's a great project just being um, released at the Rockefeller Center in New York, um, a flag project looking to encourage people to design flags. And I think they've displayed about 140 of them. And you know what? I say New York is either magic or manic. I think it's yeah. an. I actually think that it's a mix of magic and manic New York. Um, but you know what? I really yearned to walk the, yeah. the, the Rockefeller Center to yeah. see these flags. If you have a look at it online, and like they say, there the different things that people come up with. And I'm saying to myself, well, you know, yeah. 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 you know, you know what we. You know, um, an idea just popped in my head because, uh, you know, we mentioned these banners that we made. What we'll do for our um, Facebook page is have everybody submit their photos of their banners that they've created. Yeah, exactly. and so we can and, and we'll and forward them to you. And, and, you know, if there's a little, you know, story, I mean, some banners are quite simple. I mean, that yeah. one behind you is brilliant, isn't it? I don't know if it's got a script above Liverpool, but, you know, that does, to me, that does right. You've got the trophy, you know. It, uh, the only thing yeah. wrong with that is that you have an iron in. <laughs> no, I haven't. I just got it. I actually got this straight from Liverpool from uh, John Smith, who I've, I've friended on Facebook. I uh, yeah, got yeah, this yeah. one. And then our last podcast, I had the championship wall with the yeah. trophies. Yeah. So um, yeah. it's it's been excellent to 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 show different things yeah. as a as a but background. I, I like that, see, that when I look at that banner behind you, that's a machine made, you know, yeah, computerized yeah, yeah. thing. There's some belters about, honestly. Yeah. There's people selling excuse me, flags and banners for 10 or 20 pounds, yeah. you know, and, and the brilliance, all, yeah. all the trophies sure. on, et cetera, et cetera. Well, one of the things I noticed, she went, when I look at that, that, that's the club 
uh, live appears on that. Right, right, yes. But they haven't got the regi- the trademark registration no, thing no. on it. Right? So, yeah, so, so yeah, don't don't report me to the uh, MPs <laughs> over there. So, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey so you know, it's. Uh, I wanted to ask you because I know that you and I we we have a common friend in Ken Solomon. And yeah. that you have your uh, soccer tours there in the city. Yeah. So yeah. can you want to uh, like like everybody knows because because when we're able to travel, everybody's going to Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. it's it's yeah. rough right now. Yeah. We kind of mentioned it. Well, no, you, you know, prior. the way to think of it is now is your chance to save up, isn't it? Yeah, of you course. Know, you put a couple of, of pounds yeah. a week away and, and, and save up now, you know. Uh, I, mean, I got a couple I, of pounds I, right I, here. I love doing the tour <laughs> and, and see him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one less beer each time. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but what you're I right. about it is uh, Ken, uh, Ken was a great help to me yeah. in the very first place before I even had a bus of my own. He... he uh, he took to me and introduced me to a couple of people mm-hmm. um, that really lifted my confidence. It didn't do any practical use. It was the tourist board. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They've just asked me why I haven't renewed my membership. And, you know, and when I come to analyse it, I don't get nothing off them. I don't yeah. get nothing off it. Nobody's ever booked through the tourist board um, except the same fellow who sent me the email rang me up early on in a lockdown and he was a great comfort to me. He listened to me, proper counselled me for an hour and a half on the phone. But I can't just give him £300 for that. They've had £300 off me for the last five years. And, and I can't afford it. You know what? Yeah. It just cost me a lot of money. But I, I love doing the tour. And, you know, um, the magic to me about it is that that thing about people coming for the first time. And, and every time we do the tour, I uh, I explain about the, the first match I went to on my own. Um, and, and I asked the question, is anybody here for the first time? And... Um, and most well, every tour there's somebody who's there for the first time. I've had I've had tours where um, I've had twelve out of fifteen people were there for the first time. My hands was raw, um, but everybody who says it's the first time, I walk and shake their hand and say, uh, "Welcome to Liverpool, maybe the first of many." Um, and, and I mean that, you know, because there's a magic about that, you know. And, for me, if I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm representing the city. You know, I'm representing everybody. Uh, you know, well, I'm just, you know, and I'm representing myself. And, yeah. and if somebody's there for the first time, when I go abroad, if a local introduces themselves to me, I'm made up, and I, I've always got questions that I want to ask about. Um, you know, the local, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of the magic to me is that I'm. Adding to their first, um, their first ever uh, time at the game, and, and my first time at the game on my own, uh, you know, it's a magic time, and you know, uh, and, and every time, you know, when I tell a story, um, you know, I, 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 one of the finish line is, uh, you know, it couldn't have been that bad a day because I've been back a thousand times since, you know. <laughs> So, so um, before we continue, tell everybody the name of your company so that when we're able to travel again to Liverpool, we can okay, look for you. The name of the company is Soccer in the City. Uh, the website is soccerinthecity.co.uk. It's... I mean, it's it's only worth a visit because then I can add up how many people have been known because <laughs> there's nothing on there. Oh, tell a lie. No, me wristbands are on there. Maybe just give me a minute. <laughs> Hey, where'd you go? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. That's what I'm saying. 
Hi, Daza. Hiya. Hello, Kushida. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Can nice. Yeah, Can nice. You read it? Can you read it? Yeah. Yeah. Great, though. Yeah. So, so I mean, so the banner that we have, the banner that we have on the front of the car, it needs to go that way, does it? Nice. The um. Yeah, we'll, and we'll make sure to have your uh, your website. So they're available on my website now. A yeah, pound yeah, each, bytes yeah. ten. It's the same postage. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure to put your link on our website. So yeah, yeah, soccer in the city. But as I say, it, it looks like what I'm going to do is I'm going to change that round to a banner website before the season starts. Um, it's been dormant for uh, a little while, even before lockdown, while I worked out how to, to do it. And what I'm thinking about doing here and now is um, is making the tour happen via Zoom. So we're going to make, I'm thinking about it, depends on how much work there is to do it. But I'm thinking about a way of making some films of my tour. Uh, sketches of the tour and inviting people on like this, you know, 10 or 15 people yeah. on. And then I, I don't know. I mean, you know better than me. I'm a technophobe. So, yeah. 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 I let, I let, I let me missus like sort all this out and I just do the talking. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm simple some, like that. I need somebody like that. I, I, just, I just do the drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've got I've got a meeting tomorrow in Homebaked, which you might know. Oh. Um, Send us some pies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I tell, it's, one, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, that's usually um, one of the main mainstays of uh, Ken's trips that uh, we always go to yeah. Homebaked yeah. and love yeah. it. I, You know, I and it's it's funny because you know obviously Daza grew up there and you're from there and so when I talk to people that are going there for the first time I'm reliving that trip right I'm reliving the moments and I like and I get excited again and I know that they're gonna have a great time and they're gonna go to home baked and have a pie yeah, I yeah, get all yeah. jealous and I, yeah. and I wish you know and I told Ken I was like I wish I could go every time you have a trip but I you know you just economically you cannot do that and yeah. and but uh I enjoy and, and I think part of the podcast that we try to project out to everyone is that we're living and we're trying to project the atmosphere of Liverpool to everyone else yeah. so that when they do well, get the to home go... Bases, home base is, you know, um, uh, massive anyway. I, yeah. I'll be in home base tomorrow morning and I nice. usually do go in on a Monday morning when I, I work um, down the south end of the city. And the lad who's done the night uh, shift, I take him home to Anfield on a Monday morning and I usually drop him off and then I go round to home base. But of course, when it was under lockdown and that, it wasn't so, so regular. But they're open again now. And um, yeah. uh, I've been in the last the last couple of weeks and last week, um, uh, Angela, the thing, set up a meeting for me with somebody who knows about uh, computers and that. I need to sort this, I need to answer this question about Zoom and file transfers, this um, wheat transfer. Um, I, I can't send, you know, if I want to send pictures to people, then... Um, I can't do it. I've got like a little film in French and, and I could put it on my website or could send it to somebody to deal with it because it's so big, you know, so we need yeah. to understand this. We send, it to, send it to us and we'll help you. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't know how to send it to you. 
Das ist von Cindy Oliver. Cindy is on a USB stick by snail mail. That's All right. Yeah. And this is where I need to catch up with, you know, yeah. I've really been caught out in this um, new world. Well, Daza will give you his FedEx number later and then you can just send it over <laughs> and then we'll take care of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 Peter, you might want to check YouTube. To 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 yeah. learn, you, you can learn tons of stuff on on, on YouTube. You know so. what? I done that last week over uh, this project that I'm on. I'm on this banner project, which you'll see in the next couple of weeks. Um, and I was looking for a couple of techniques that I was thinking about, and I ended up on this site, and um, and I got a couple of little films off them. Absolutely brilliant. And and in looking for that, there's a loads of other things. That I've got. But like I'm one of these people I need to be doing, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I, I'm too active, hyperactive. Um, but I, I, I take your point entirely. I've seen so many different things. I was just trying to think what it was to set me up for it. But uh, there were these things about stitching, um, ways of stitching. Um there was two films. Anyway, I downloaded them. I haven't, I haven't watched them uh, properly yet. Um, but there's loads of them, you know. Uh, yeah, and and yeah, the, the, I'm sure there's loads with with YouTube. I need to do like an art program, you know. For, for it's like I, I do a very simple thing, like I said before. I'll sketch something, you know. You want to see the spare room? The spare room used to be full of banners. Now it's full of paper rolls, uh, which is the preparation sheets for banners. You know what I mean? Um, I'm one short of having a workshop, but I, I think that I could probably get away with uh, a lot of that if I can, you know, learn how to use a, a decent uh, art program. Uh, but I'm one of these, you know, when they say um, you got Microsoft, um, what's it say, uh, cloud storage. Um, you, you're not signed in for cloud storage, and I say no, for no sense, you don't need enough. You know what I mean? Because and, and, you know you end up with the emails and all that, don't you? With where the troll and your data and and what have you? You know, and uh, and I'm a bit. What do you? What's the word? Luddite. You know, I'm a bit um, simple for that that kind of stuff. You know, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm so far behind on 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 all that stuff. Like I say, you know, if it wasn't for me, misses, I wouldn't know how to to do any of this like podcast stuff. Like yeah, you know, yeah. she she she's like the silent partner. You know, she she gets all yeah. this set up, yeah. and, and like I say, you know, she she's brilliant. Um, yeah, I wanted to yeah. ask you, Peter, how how many banners have you done so so far? I'm I'm well well over the hundreds. Um, yeah, well over a hundred. And, and that's all, all, all Liverpool, or mostly, mostly. Yeah, um, I've done a couple of family ones. You know, my mum was eighty a couple of years. Well, my mum's eighty-eight, so it was eight years ago. I done one for her. Um, I done a wedding one for my sister. Um, I just I done one. Do you know Eddie Braben? He wrote for Morecambe and Wise. He was the best comedy writer in in. Britain in the 1970s. He won the best comedy writer three years running. I made a banner for him. Um, uh, and the, the funny thing is, he, he's been dead a little while, as he it was for an exhibition. And um, 
Yeah, that, that was uh, it, it was a tribute banner. It wasn't a memorial banner. It wasn't a funeral flag. It was a tribute. You know, the, the, the image of him in the middle of the television screen. It's made out like a television, um, like an old television. You know, like Corrigan, I used car called Roy as the frame for the television, like the old televisions. Um, but his picture in the middle of the screen is in black and white. Um, and then it's got his awards on and, and what have you on the screens and grey silk uh, padded out, you know, like a screen. Um, that was a cracker. And this one that I'm doing now is brilliant. It's for a, um, a wildflower charity um, called Stouse Flower House. Uh, and I, I bumped into him in home baked through mutual friends. We got talking. What do you do? I make banners. What do you do? I'm a wildflower meadow. Creator. Oh, I said weeds to wildflowers, and the fella sat up. His eyes never popped out of his head. I thought I'd pinched the copyright idea off him. And, uh, and from there, he said he asked me to make a banner. It never happened. That was a couple of years ago. And early on this year, they asked me again to make this banner. And, uh, and that's what I'm doing now. I've just put past the cloth on to somebody to embroider a piece on it and that's how I come to learn about this tiny bricks project um, but I've just passed the first piece of it the embroidered piece has to go on first etc um, etc et so that's what I'm on now and that's my, my big banner project the Star Spangled Banner um, is happening at the same time I'll get some time on that this week um, and once the, um, the word comes back from the club as to whether or not they're going to pay for the uh, fireproofing, um, depends on, you know, I don't know what the procedure is with that. I think it'll have to go to Cardiff. Um, if, but I need an answer off them by the end of this week because if they're not going to pay for it, I'm going to have to pay for it and it's going to have to be sent down there and be back by the 12th of September. Yeah, you should, um, if, if they won't, you should do like a GoFundMe. Yeah, or, we've or got to do in. something. Yeah, we've got to do something. Yeah. Um, you know what? Forgive me, but uh, I took a big hit financially with this lockdown. It's the same with the bus and what have you. Um, so this is part of the thing where, you know, I've always, like, you know, pays out for it, to be honest with you, um, any of the banners. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we've, we've, got to, we've got to find a new, but it means people are, well, we'll just see. We've got to make something happen anyway. Um, hey, Peter, I had, a, I had a question for you. Is that... Um, you know, you've been making these banners for all these years and you've been through the different ownership groups. So have you, can you tell, give us some insight on your relationship with the, the various ownership groups? Has it improved since yeah. back in the seventies or, you know, are, well, is this I, I current ownership group all, more receptive? Yeah, to what you're doing? All along about FSG that I think we've got the best of a bad job. Um, there's no such thing as £300 million worth of clean money. That's what they paid out for the club. Anyone who's got £300 million as, you know, as, uh, well, well, you, you have to, you know, you have to make it work. And to make it work, you'd have to pay people crap wages and stuff like that. And that's the way I see the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you compare that with the... Um, with the carpet baggers Hicks and Gillette, you know, you realise um, just the, the difference. And and they've proved. I mean, if they haven't proved themselves now, then your view of the world is wonky. Because right. what they they've been at Anfield now for ten years, 
they've done all that they said they were going to do. You know, yes. it, I mean, first of all, they're staying at the ground. And I seriously doubted whether I was ever going to see Liverpool Football Club play in a brand new stadium at Stanley Park, right. um, which is what Gillette and X said they, they were going to do. Right. Um, so I, I think we've got the best of the bad shot, but it doesn't sit still. It's not easy going. They've just announced the Champions Wall and inviting people to put pictures on the wall and charging them £45. For it. That doesn't sit right for me. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, I'm not everything. You know what I mean? And they're not going to £45 pound off me to put me pitching on the Champions Wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They should be giving me £45 pounds to put a picture of my banner on the wall. Um, but, that's probably being hard faced, isn't it? Uh, Gillette and Hicks, were, it, it, it was horrendous. I, as it come to the point where I thought I'm never going to see Liverpool Football Club play football again. And the only time I thought that that was the case was when I went back into the grounds after Hillsborough and I had a panic attack and I flew out of the uh, cloud just after half time. And I thought, I can't go out this gate now. Because if I go out now, I'll never come back in again. And I just stood and hovered and waited. And thought the only way they'll see them uh, score here is if they get a pen. Because I was trying to look over people's heads, and they got a pen. And I jumped up on the wall and I seen them score. So yes, I'm all right. But for the next match, I changed my spec. Well, when they said they were moving to Stanley Park, and it wasn't Gillette and Hicks that started it, it was John Moores and mm-hmm. uh, Rick Parry that come up with that idea as an alternative right. going to speak. Well, you know the song, don't you? Don't wanna go to Kirby or Skemmersdale or speak. Well, I used to sing, don't wanna go to Kirby or Stanley Spark or speak. Just wanna stay with all I know and I might have to sit in a seat. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's interesting you brought that up because a lot of people, they're only, because they, at the end of the day, you know, they were not good owners, Hicks and Gillette, right? But they they tend to forget that it was those other guys were really driving to create a new stadium, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so was, people, was, people forget it. David Moores, yeah. yeah. It was the yeah. Moores family. Because what happened was that after Hillsborough, the game went um, so big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think that the first ideas of... Um, of the new stadium came about after Gerard Houllier uh, and the famous trouble. When I first had the ideas of doing my tour, mm-hmm. um, was around that time as well, because you just knew there was going to be loads more visitors. You know, winning attracts people. Everyone wants to right. be a winner, you know. Um, and, and, and I think that that's where the first ideas started from. But they literally, they, 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 you know, they, they couldn't, they, they couldn't manage it themselves. David Moore's, I, I think personally, he was um, he, he wasn't in a position to um, to raise the funds and what have you that was needed. And of course, in them days, the the the, the grounds was um, was you know so close to the uh, houses on the main stand side. You know, literally the back wall of the houses was the, the back wall right. of the car park and the car park only had room for 20, 30 cars in. You know what I mean? Right. All that idea about like, you know, um, people turning up on motorbikes or push bikes and putting them into people's backyards and, and things like that. All that was changing. Uh, it was a massive change. The all-seater stadium in the 90s, of course, they lost, um, I think it was about, was it four or 6,000 places in the cop 
when they put the seats in, the right, capacity yes, before yes. they put the seats in was either 16 or 18,000, and it went down to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a massive impact. Of course, all the players are demanding a lot more money, and, and it was going at such a rate of, such a rate of knots. And you know what? I'll, I'll swear it, it, it's ironic that it was 30 years that Liverpool, uh, since Liverpool last won the league, uh, because be- before now, no one has acknowledged the impact of Hillsborough really on the playing staff and the working staff in the grounds. And and I'll swear, it was like a lead weight in people's pockets. You know, every time they got up off a seat, they yeah. didn't have to go out there and do this. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, what's it matter? You know what I mean? Yeah. Julia was the big difference to that. When Julio came, he, he was one short of walking around and grabbing people by the neck and rattling them. I'm kind of grip here. Um, and I know he done it to Paul Inch, which I'm always thankful for. Um, but he, he, you know, he knew Liverpool. I knew a family who Gerard Julio had stayed with as a trainee um, teacher. Um, so I knew he had genuine insight and, uh, and affinity uh, with Liverpool. was made up to see him. Of course, his football credentials were fantastic uh, because of his coaching abilities, except there was a stain, I think, about him being um, France manager when, when he played Israel or something and Cantona fucked up or something like that. Um, yeah, but the, 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 that was uh, that was a big change. But you're quite right, you know, the the the, the impetus to take Liverpool Football Club uh, forward uh, into a new stadium came from David Moore's, but he didn't have the money to back up his ideas. And thankfully, he didn't have the money to back up his ideas. I don't know. I, I don't know whether I would ever have gone into a new stadium. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, we're we're all fortunate that that didn't happen, and that FSG came in, put their mm-hmm. put the money into it, and decided to expand Anfield versus you know going to a new stadium. Uh, so my my last question to you is: obviously, you're you're from the Kirby area, and you you know you grew up there, and your family's from there. Tell us about the. Um, the new training facility. I, I, I've been privileged. I've been able to play there tw- two times and, and obviously they're expanding it now and bringing the Academy over there. And unfortunately they're not bringing the women's team over there right now, but tell us what the, what you're, you're yeah, seeing from your perspective. I, my I, my uh, playing career finished uh, around the time of Hillsborough and I actually played my last um, game at the academy mm-hmm. um, it was a public park then though right <laughs> okay yeah Sunday league game it's fabulous you know uh, I haven't seen the new facilities but the the facilities that they're tagging on to is fantastic mm-hmm. my wife works around the corner from there um, and they've had to change their route for getting in and out of thing you know it's absolutely fabulous it's moving forward but it's moving forward in the right way right. Um, the, the big question mark really is about what becomes of Melwood where mm-hmm. the first team have been and remember they spent a lot of money doing Melwood up when um, right. when Klopp came they spent a few million pounds on that um, and there's a question mark about uh, what will become of that area in terms of housing and how many kids are going to be in the area there's the school places about uh, and, uh, and stuff like that but in terms of the football club you know it's like I used to say uh, Liverpool's not a club anymore it's a corporation well it's not 
It's not a corporation at all. A corporation is Forge or Pirelli or, you know, that's that's a corporation. Liverpool is a global entertainment brand. That's what it is. It's a big global entertainment brand. At the moment, it's probably one of the biggest in the world, I think. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Um and that's what, what is happening. What you're seeing is Liverpool shuffling itself into a position whereby um, uh, the conditions of people who are working for for this uh, global entertainment brand at the forefront of it. The uh, My mate works in the music industry and he calls it the talent. You know, uh, all power to the talent, he says. You know, um, what they want to do is shift units. You know, mm-hmm. but units will be, you know, a record, but units may also be a T-shirt or indication football. Units will be people who go on the tour. But you can guarantee before long, when that facility is open, that there'll be a tour of the training facility. You know, and they will bring money in from that. People want to, you know. Uh, and it's fabulous because, you know, ultimately, Liverpool Football Club today, for the last day, in the next couple of hours, will cease to be, you know, champions of every league. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing, it goes back to that thing, what Shankly said, you know, I want to build a bastion of invincibility where they have to send a team from Mars to come and play us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, that's where Liverpool Football Club are. And the only way you'll get a team that will beat Liverpool, to be honest with you, is by sending a team from Mars because they are absolutely fabulous. This football team that they're putting out now, it, it, it is the greatest team that Liverpool's ever had. And it is the greatest team on this earth at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, enjoy it and build the facilities that, that keep it that way. You know, I always say to people, Liverpool is one of the top five football clubs in the world. And... Even if Bayern Munich win tonight, they will actually equal Liverpool's six European trophies, won't they? Um, and, you know, people say, how do you work that out? I remember having an argument with a fella in home base. This, um, I'm trying to think of his name, I see him in my mind's eye. This um, large, Blackburn supporter he is. You probably know him as if you've seen him, wears glasses and he's into fashion and all this and that. And he brought him in as a mediator between uh, the club and home base because uh, there was a friction the local housing association brought them in. And uh, this fella said, um, he said, oh, Liverpool's one of the top five, top ten football clubs in the world. I said, top five. And he said, Liverpool's one of the top ten football clubs. And I said, top five. <laughs> and he looks at me like that. And Joe, 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 against my skill, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's about the team. And for me, what Jürgen Klopp has brought to the game is an element of the game that we all either, on one extreme, take for granted, and on the other extreme, don't realise what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's that magic of understanding your spatial awareness and the spatial awareness of the fella next to you who you're playing with, you know what I mean? It's that connection between you. When he says, oh, yeah, you have an overlapping fullback, you know what I mean? If you've got your back, so how do you know that he's going down there? 
Well, they, nowadays, they go through all that and they say, you know what, you need to, you're the fullback today, you need to be going alongside, and go outside him. And because you're playing in front of him, you need to play two yards inside the touchline. Well, they go through all this, don't they? You know what I mean? And Klopp has got a fantastic way. The, the, the whole key to what he's doing is that he's got this way of helping players understand. Henderson said it, hasn't he? That, you know, uh, until Jürgen Klopp, I didn't realise what it meant, how I could improve my game without being a better player myself. What he was saying was Klopp taught and what it means to play in the team rather than your own contribution, you know, and, and, and things like that. And similarly, FSG have brought something to the game, the industry as a thing, because they haven't got big money to spend as they go. They're spending their own money. They spent their own money to buy the club and they lent off themselves if you'd like to dip into their own savings. That's the best way. I can think they've dipped into their own savings. But everything that FSG have earned out of Liverpool in the terms of the value of the club now, if they were to sell what they were drinking, is absolutely massive. But they've earned yep. because they've spent the, the, not their own money in what they put into the club, but they borrowed from their own savings account, if you like. That's the way I think of it. And that's absolutely dead size. That's not a sugar daddy like Abramovich or the other cow. We, we, we have that argument all the time in our group about FSG and they're just in it for the money. Like, If you have a business, you're, you're, you want to increase the value of your business. Um, and so you wouldn't complain about somebody else having a, having like a tire business and they bought it for 5,000 and then, you know, 10 years later they sell it for 50,000. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. They've, they've, uh, and, and I'm a big proponent of FSG and Daza knows this, that I, I defend them probably too much, but because they did put their own money in at the very beginning, you know, we're 24 hours until we're going to be liquid, you know, going to administration. They didn't take any money. Um, from the public sector there in Liverpool for anything that they've done, even for the stadium. And so for me, they get a, they get a pass and also that they've, they've delivered, you know, we won the, we won the uh, champions league. We won the premier league in the, you know, it, a lot of people work for it. That's a work for it. That money has had to work. The money that they put in and, you know, Liverpool was lagging so far behind. It's like, um, uh, what I say, um, if you're buying property, uh, you buy the worst house on the best street and yeah. you add value to it. And the whole problem that they have when you talk about how they've managed the thing, it, 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 they've always got this problem where they're trying to add value. Mm-hmm. So when they put the new stands up, they thought they were uh, adding value so that they could charge top dollar. Well, that come back on them because our right. you know, season ticket holders. I'm going to pay £77 for the city. You know, I'm laughing, you know, that's a day's wage for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just uh, with, the, uh, with the Anfield Road and uh, the ideas to build that were to include um, what they call value-added seats. So people who pay for the seat and buy the dinner as well. Well, of course, when you buy the dinner off them, you're paying, you know, twice what the cost price is. So did they make that little bit more uh, Brian and Zanzi make that, that sound if you go to races, you know what I mean? If you just want to watch the races, then you pay one price. If you want to watch the races and have your dinner, then, you know, you, you pay over the odds for the dinner, don't you? You know, uh, that's fine and Zanzi. But where they come unstuck was, 
that so everything that they they've done, they've always been trying to um uh what you say, you know, like increase the value of it, monetize it, they call it something. You know, and that, you know, there's no shame in that, you know what I mean? When, as a business, Liverpool Football Club was in a terrible, terrible state when they, they come in and, and, and bought it. And they've literally took it off the floor and got it standing proud and back up to the best that, 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 that it's ever been. And who can argue that Liverpool Football Club is one of the top five football clubs in the world here? Now, look at the state of Barcelona. They're in a mess. And I don't just mean on the pitch. They're in a mess behind the scenes as well. Real Madrid, they're in the same boat. No, uh, so you know nobody could argue about that. But they always walk into this thing, and and you know even with the likes of um, you know the um, what they say Anfield Forever Stones, you know outside ninety six Avenue, you know they got a lot of stick for commercialisation. It's not my bag, mate. I, I don't want my stone on the floor. To have people walking around on my name is an insult to me. Um, and the same with the, the Champions World. You know, I, I don't need to give someone forty-five right. pounds to be part of the Champions. I'll do it every week. You know what I mean? But then there are people who will give them forty-five pounds of that. So they, you know, they, they, they're making that bit more out of it. So the shop isn't just selling stuff inside the shop that you can take home for you. The shop yeah. is selling stuff that you can put on the wall on the outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that, that's crafty, isn't it? That's good business. You know? they're, they're, they, if anything, they are smart businessmen. Yeah, so they, they, you know, imagine it, you know, they, if you go and buy like Weetabix or something like that, and, and you can buy Weetabix, you know, uh, <laughs> with no packaging and what have you, and, and it's one price, and then you go and buy Weetabix that comes in a box that you can keep forever. Um, well, you go and buy the box that you can keep forever once, don't you? And then the other time you go back, you go and buy the, 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 the stuff that's not in the box. Right. Well, that they're doing something like that, aren't they? Where they're saying, yeah, well, we can put your name in it, you for the champions, and it'll be up for 12 months, you know what I mean? And if you win it again next year, they'll take all them pitches down. If you want to stay up, then you get it at a cheaper rate, leave that picture up, and you get it at a cheaper rate. Well, to me, that's crafty because they're not asking any more for my season ticket then. Right. So, you know, they've had to work for everything that they've got and they've done really well at it on all levels. Look at this, you know, Andy Robertson, £8 million for a football. Okay, now. Was he getting a World eleven? I think yeah. he would. Yeah. Honestly, I think he was. £8 million they pay for him. That's what shows a robbery, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the even his backup that we just bought for £11 million, he's going to be a player as well. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell James Milner that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, James doesn't want to play left back anymore, so he's well, okay. Well, yeah, but he gave he gave him a bollocksing yesterday, didn't he? That's, so that, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because he wouldn't uh, give him a back, give him the ball back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But honestly, these are, these are great, great times. <laughs> For a Liverpool supporter, just on being, you know, in such awful times, it's uh, you know, um, and. It, as Alanis Morissette said, isn't it ironic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Strange times we live in. Yeah. But it's great to have Liverpool Football Club and long may it continue. He, uh, Klopp has said that he'll be here till 2024, hasn't he? So, you know, if that's as much as that we get out of him, then this is a great year, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Peter, I know that we our time is coming up to the end, but I wanted to ask you one last question. Do you have a special banner plan for the the first game of the season? 
Yeah, it's this one that I'm looking at on the yeah. floor. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's uh, 19 stars, a row of 10 and a row of 9 underneath. Uh, and in between the stars is written the word Liverpool Champions. Nice. Um, it's got the date of every league championship we've won on each star. Um, they're going to be a, they're a five centimetre border on the start of silver with the uh, dates written in gold in the middle. And so some of the start will still be red. Nice. Um, and uh, I've also got a, uh, a league trophy, a Premier League trophy that's going to have a double sided picture of Klopp in the middle of it surrounded by And that's it. Again, it's two sided. I've got this thing about being two faced. Um, just, just to show you know it's that thing we were saying before about looking at the ground well this fella's in the ground you know what I mean and they pull faces and look to make right. the monkeys performing again. Yeah. all I know is that I, I can't wait to watch a match and see that banner and say hey we, yeah. we spoke to Peter Carney he told us he was making this banner yeah yeah you know, and now we get to see it. I'm, I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, mean, I, I appreciate your time. Hopefully, there will be an accompanying rich, wristbands. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> available. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's uh, available on the, on the website, which will reflect yeah. reflect the banner. You know, yeah, yeah. And, we, so then, and we'll course. we'll link your website to our website. You know, when we uh, post this episode. So I, I, yeah, I really thank you for you know being here today it's been a an honor and a, and a pleasure to have you oh thanks you know what it's a genuine honor and privilege for me to talk to you because you know i'm glad of the opportunity to gab because you know i'm, I'm rattling rounds with this uh, i'm a sociable person and all this being stuck in the house on my own for as much as i'm getting on with banners and stuff like that i miss the company you know my my yeah. uh, I always say that I come up with the word soccer in the city because soccer comes from the word association. The game is called association football mm-hmm. and the association is as important as the football. Yeah. Um, so thanks for the association with yourselves. Yeah. yeah. You too. Well, I, we, I, I hope yeah. you, you know, keep making banners for years to come, you know. Yeah, me too, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, are you ever going to do like a book? Yeah. You know what? I've actually got the memorial banners are going to be in a book oh, from nice. an exhibition that they were in 12 months ago up in Burnley. And I got a notification last week that they're going to be in this book. It was a display of protest banners from up and down. I could not just protest, all kinds of banners. It was fabulous. And it proper gave me a lift. I was a bit down on myself uh, at the time. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to put them banners in there, see where they sit in, the, you know, in this. Uh, arena about that and, and it was absolutely brilliant I've come away I met me all time banner hero Ed Hall I met a woman called Emma who runs a group called Durham Banner Makers they make the old traditional trade union banners and I went to a Q&A and, and Ed Hall sat there and I got introduced by somebody who used to work at home base oh we've got Peter Carney sitting here what do you think about it and Ed Hall said Dave Banners are absolutely brilliant. He said they should be seen all around this country. Mm-hmm. This is the greatest banner maker there's ever been, to my mind. And, and he's telling me that, you know, and I ended up getting my picture took. And as I walked up, he pushed me to be in the middle of the picture. What's going on here? You know what I mean? And, and it really gave me a big lift. That so the pictures are going to be in that banner. And I have spoken about a book of my own banners. I'm currently doing some stuff with a friend of mine called Keith Wilson. 
Um, he's got a play called Balls. Uh, it was out in the 1990s, and he's updated. It's all about Roger Johnson, this and that. But he's doing a website for it, and, and he's uh, he's pushing my banners because we give him. Uh, 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 we helped him to get this play on in the, when he first come out with it. So, uh, as he says, you know, I want to be paid a kindness, you know. So, he's going to be pushing that. And I've just found some slide pictures literally this time last week from 1990 and 1992. Uh, and amongst them is uh, pictures of a banner that I made in 1981 for the European Cup final. Uh, it was a flag and it said on it, Alley Le Rouge with a live bird in the middle. Um, I don't know what's become of the banner, but to find these pictures was amazing. And there's also pictures in there, the slide films. I was into photography at the time, and I've done these pictures on slide. And the slide pictures from 1992 of the centenary flag that we made, that was the original idea for what became for the cloth that became the Hillsborough Memorial Banner. And so when we come to make the centenary banner, we made it in the style of the tie that Shankly wore on his famous picture. On that tie with his hands out, on that tie it says the cop and a picture of a live bed. So we made the centenary banner in the manner of that. And it didn't work. You know, you couldn't keep it straight. When it, In the end, we ended up cutting it up. But I found these pictures of it. Um, so uh, I'm gonna they're gonna be on, on that website, and he's talked about doing it, uh, you know, as a book, yeah. So hopefully there'll be something happen before long, yeah. Nice. So Wacker, right? Your nickname's Wacker. <laughs> so it's this is a special podcast because it's Darren's birthday tomorrow. His big. 50th birthday so on behalf of me and all our listeners and viewers and and the whacker we wish you happy birthday daza here's to another 50 hopefully yeah yeah he's right yeah enjoy mate ah well all right i'll speak to you soon all right cheers peter thanks for coming on mate yeah, thanks for thank you peter thank you cheers mate it's, a, it's always an honor to, to speak to people that have been associated with the club from the seventies. Right. And, mm-hmm. and just have been part of it. And, and, you know, it's not hyperbole when you say that when people from around the world watch the games and they see the banners in the, in the stands, it really brings us into, to that situation and the environment, you know, especially on European nights, man, to see the flags and banners flying, it's special. And, you know, it, it makes such a spectacle for us that are have to watch it and can't be in the stadium. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it was an honor and it was interesting to hear the, you know, a lot of the history that that he brought forward. And and uh, and you can kind of tell in some of these guests that we've had on our podcast, they, they love Liverpool you know, as much as we do and they can just talk forever. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's great, you know, cause it was like one of those things that you come in is like, you know, we're, well, we have enough to talk about, right. To fill a show. And then it just takes off. And now here we are again, once again, <laughs> not keeping to our, uh, to our uh, time limits, but yeah, yeah Hey, that's... sometimes it, you just have too much fun. You just got to roll with it. And mm-hmm. we appreciate everybody listening and, you know, yeah, and, and when it's safe to do so, uh, I hope uh, some of the, a lot of the listeners will will take uh, his soccer in the city tour. Yeah, I, I look forward to uh, 
to taking his tour. I've met him before and uh, I don't think he remembers meeting me, but um, the uh, just the ability to, to take the tour, you know, if, especially if it's your first time in Liverpool um, to support a local business, to learn about the, the history of Liverpool and the soccer club and, and, um, you know, just you're, you're among friends when you you take his tour. So hopefully when people do visit the city, they, they reach out and, um, schedule a tour with, uh, Peter. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Well, once again, we thank everyone for listening to those that, um, listen to us on our, on the podcast, you know, um, or look for us on our website at uh, atxreds.com and the YouTube channel. You know, our YouTube channel is taken off. We hopefully that uh, even though Daz and I, we we're not the most photogenic. We'd please come and watch on YouTube if you can. And uh, <laughs> you, we appreciate every single can, one. You of can you guys. look away. You you can look <laughs> away when you see our faces. That's fine. <laughs> but anyway, happy birthday, Daza! Cheers. Yeah, I feel like I just left your house like two minutes ago, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I've still got a pint in my hand. so and, and, oh. and your stuff's falling down again. That means it's time to go. All, all right, everybody. All right, everyone. Have a good day. Cheers. Cheers.